0: welcome to in between right now i am just strolling along an area in delhi which is called cp uh, it's a place it's a rather posh area it's uh, very good for shopping like and it's good to just come and pass your time watch people there are parks there are many restaurants there are especially many shops but also a lot of street vendors who sell books and posters and jewelry, especially earrings, which I love, and phone accessoires. And uh, yeah, it's a place where a lot of people come to hang out and where I just like to come, uh, buy earrings, look at the books, maybe have something to eat, go into these amazing bookstores and uh, yeah, just hang out a little. So one of the places where I also like to pass time alone sometimes and I'm just strolling along. And while I'm doing that, I uh, again was thinking about what exactly keeps fascinating me so much about India and I think one of the things is the fact that this culture is so complex with its many languages its many cultures which are different in every state its many customs and its long history and so many many differences so many religions so many ways of cooking food or whatever it is in just one country so that no rule can ever apply to whole India, which I find so interesting. And I remember that the first time I came to India on academic purpose. And then when I came, and then came back, I was like, wow, all the other cultures I used to work with, none of them seems to me as complex as India. And somehow the fact that this is kind of a lifetime thing to understand this country kind of keeps me going and keeps me so yeah, excited about this country. Again and again. And uh, in this episode, I will talk about many different things. It's a bit of a collage of a lot of small incidences which happened, a lot of thoughts I had uh, in the last few days. And uh, so, yeah, it will jump from one topic to the other. Be ready. (laughs) Uh, Today, I did something interesting so I'm uh, still learning Hindi and I really love learning Hindi I find it so interesting and I try to get better and yeah I have so much love for this language and uh, I found out that there is a place where they sell like really the standardized books with which uh, Indian kids learn Hindi so they they sell like the first class, second class, third class like little books in for learning to read Hindi for kids and there's a place you can go where there are whole catalogs about all school books in India but also like history books or chemistry or mathematics, whatever and you can look at the catalog and then get the books and look at them and buy them so I went there with one friend to buy some uh, Hindi books and uh, I found it very interesting so already I'm excited to learn with these books but I also find it interesting always to see like yeah, how already children's stories or it, books for school children are so much uh, infused with the culture they are created in. Th- I think the stories or the kind of stories which with, with, with which you learn reading are kind of similar probably all over the world. But still they have here a very cultural Indian touch. And also they embed certain structures already. For example, a certain family structures or certain patriarchal structures which i could already notice in these children's stories so i went through one story with that friend like he helped me to read it and corrected me and all and in the story there was like a lion and the lion was the big brother and there was a a cat and the cat was the little sister and of course there were colorful pictures and everything and uh, it's already in the story it's clear that like the big brother commands around the younger cat sister and that he asks her to serve him food and all kind of very Indian and some in this example very patriarchal like traits which are already like uh, passed on in children's story and legitimized and seen as normal and I found that so interesting so I'm pretty excited to read more of these books and understand more because they give you a hint how people grow up in this society which is something yeah, I so much want to learn more about because I would be so interested to understand more about the childhood of a lot of my friends and how they, yeah, grew to be the people they are today. And uh, while I'm thinking about these books, I am wandering through Delhi metro and I finally got into the metro. And that's also something which I never imagined before I actually came to Delhi that there is an extremely well-functioning... Metro in Delhi, which can get you anywhere, it's safe, it's fast, it's well connected. There are uh, special compartments only for women. Yeah, so it's actually, I never thought that that would be in Delhi before I came. Uh, Then, as usual, there has to be another small Uber incident which I want to share. So usually I ask Uber drivers if I'm on a longer drive if they can play some Hindi songs and this time the driver asked me if he can play some songs and I was like yeah of course and I told him that I like Hindi songs old ones and new ones and I asked him what songs he likes and he said yeah Hindi songs Punjabi songs but he also likes uh, English songs you know you know like this one (laughs) and then he played the song you can hear right now and I was like, oh, and I had to laugh so much. And I was like, oh, this is so rem- reminding me of my teenager years. And he was like, yeah, exactly, me too. And then he like put the volume up, and we were both like, we were driving, and I think both of us were like with their own memories of their teenager years, which for sure will be so different. But still, the fact that we connect on this song is like, oh yeah, that the song builds like the background of for the teenager memories of both of these our lives. I found that so astonishing and it made me smile the whole way when I was in the the Uber while we were listening to that song together in silence. day it's raining the first time since i'm here and then in the rickshaw while it's raining and i just went on two meetings for like my topic search and both of the meetings were really interesting although i'm still very confused <laughs> about the topic search but uh first i met with i've been talking about them before it's a news organization for uh So it's all women which produced rural news and the women are all like Dalits, extremely lower caste, lower class also from Muslims, all kinds of, let's say, minority groups. And they produce news about rural areas which usually are not really heard. And they started as an NGO, an NGO which taught women to, actually originally taught women to repair hand pumps, so like for water yeah help them so that they could repair the hand pumps in their own villages but then also go to other villages and yeah make sure they have water and the water system is functioning and they also in a kind of women empowerment scheme taught the women to read and write and for them to not forget reading and writing they started to create a newspaper So eventually this got more and more popular and the newspaper turned into a website, which it is today with articles and with a lot of like videos, like short clips on which they talk about news, many news, like things like when things are not working in the village and all and the government doesn't do something. And most of the time the government doesn't know about it until they get approached by this kind of media features. And uh, I was able to go to one office in Delhi and I couldn't talk to the reporters, but I could talk to the content managers and people who edit the videos and all. And I found it very interesting. So in, in many ways, the work they are doing is great. It's interesting what kind of an influence it has on the lives of these women also. Most of the women reporters, like they are very, or that's what I've been told, they have interesting and also difficult biographies. Our single mothers have been coming from abusive marriages and uh, their work is everything today. And yeah, most of them are uh, yeah Dalits, like untouchables or any minority group. So still dad also being a reporter and having a minority group status is a difficult thing. And but they are really changing something like that was kind of the policy of the whole thing, like making an impact through news and these news generated by women who are, which are still mostly consumed by men and it also made me realize again there's this uh, internet how do you say, internet on phone scheme, it's called Geo Reliance and that came about a few years ago which um, offered extremely cheap internet so suddenly a lot of people in villages or a lot of lower-class people could afford having internet on their phones suddenly because I think it was free first and afterwards it became uh, just very cheap and that also again changed a lot of dynamics which I find very interesting thing and how it's connected to the women's own life how they start to envision another world which functions differently how they start to criticize certain ways in which society works and envision new ways and how it's connected to their biographies I do find this really interesting and how the platform works and makes an impact and makes a difference through news. Although I don't know yet how exactly I would research that. For example, they told me that they have already published a few things about the biographies of, biographies of the women. I was like, ah, the good things are always already done by someone else. But still, I find it an interesting phenomenon, especially now that I talk to them, but I cannot really put my foot on it, how and why yet. So I still have to go through my notes more. And I made some recordings from the, when I talk to the people, listen to them more and see if I really can flesh this out to a topic yeah then I had another meeting just after that, which was with another platform called Feminism in India. I've talked about them before, so it's like a platform which offers it's not news but it offers ma- more of a an analy- analysis of like yeah of of topics really and in a feminist perspective and also i I talked a lot to them and how they make an impact, which was again a slightly different impact, although I also feel like. In the same way this platform envisions a certain world which is different, which for example for Khabar Lahariyan, for the first meeting I had, for these people it's a world which is which has less cost in it, where cost is given less importance, like yeah, for example in all these rural places where still cost is such a big thing where untouchables cannot go into the part of the village where none where like higher cost people live, even if let's say their water pump is not working. They can't go there, or well, violence against women is let's say more common, and uh, in the same way, feminism in India has its impact that they envision a future in which people are more sensible like sensibilized to feminist issues, feminist perspe- to have a feminist perspective like for example, they work a lot with like personal stories of people like it's uh, a lot of civic journalism and people sending articles and talking about things. For example, there was this series of people sharing their gynecologist stories, gynex stories, and uh, for example, when they, whenever they got like judged or like treated in a bad way because of having sex before marriage or any other thing around sexuality, uh, like maybe people telling them if they want to learn about contraceptives, then the gynex would tell them, yeah, but uh, you just don't have sex before marriage. Simple as that. And these kind of things and a lot of like the people who worked to explain me that the impact they made was that a lot of women like texted them that suddenly they saw their experiences when they revisit read the article and then revisit them in another light like they realized that when they went to the guy like, actually they have also been judged and actually this person doesn't have a right to tell me like if I am allowed to have sex before marriage or not that's not their job like their job is to tell me I don't know, offer me different options of contraception or whatever it is and so their impact is more in this that also again women but also people in general start to look at their lives like differently maybe interpret their past lives differently imagine or envision a different future life so their impact is more on this sen- sensibilization kind of layer I still really like that and find it very interesting but I don't know how to research about it should I do research with the people who work there? Should I go with the reporters to the field? Which Should I focus on the issues or on the people working on them? Like looking at the ethics, which what it changed. So it definitely, talking to both of the organizations or to both of the platforms, they became a lot more accessible to me in many ways of what they are doing and how they're doing it. And I do... Yeah, I find it interesting, but I don't know yet how to make it researchable, so I'm keeping it in definitely in the back of my head to to see if I can flesh it out to uh, make it a proper pop- topic. And one thing I loved about feminism in India, they said that a lot of their articles, so if an article is about the hijab, for example, then it will be written by a Muslim woman and no one else, so no appropriati- appropriation of experience. So if an article is about Kashmir then there will be a Kashmiri person writing that article and not someone not some outsiders view. And that's a similar approach in also Khabar Lahariyan who say that they feel that rural news are always made by some city people who come for a short stay, talk to a few people, and it will always be an outsider perspective while what they are giving is an insider perspective of people who are like rooted in the region they talk about, who are locals there. Which I also find yeah interesting new approaches of sharing news, sharing views, sharing information, yeah, which go against a lot of what's happening in the mainstream media media in India. so yeah, that topic is still somehow I open and I feel like I have to go through the recordings I made while talking to the people through the notes I made, and also read more about it and see where this can go, but both of the meetings were really actually great and it's cool that in India you can meet people so fast and just go and talk to them and they take time out for you I really appreciate that then another thing so I was in one of my favorite places again it's called Nehru place and uh, it's a huge place where you can buy sell or repair any electronic device you can think of, like when I walk through the streets, people shout at me, "Oh, phone repair, phone repair," or "Do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? Do you want to do this? Laptop repair." And it's a very busy place. There's so much happening, which I find it so interesting. They fill up all the, like, the printer collars, They repair laptops. They repair phones, and that's why I went. Like I. Every time I'm in India, like I go and I let them repair. Either I change the battery of my iPhone or I change the whole screen or I buy whatever new stuff, electronic stuff I need. And it's such a happening place. And also it's very, there are all these small little shops in which people do that. They all have their own carts and they have all the small little gadgets to perfectly open your iPhone and maybe put in they ask you do you want an original screen yes or no and that's how much it costs and then they like very professional they know everything about phones like how they can change any part of it and usually when i go there i first switch my phone to english give it to some indian friend and then this person goes and haggles for me because they would jar- overcharge me if i would go and then later but i can go into the shop and see what they are doing and how they are doing it and uh i remember that the first time i was here like the place is very crowded there's so much shouting and happening and people and like a a friend went to like go and talk to the people about my phone and i was like standing at the corner alone and i remember that was one that one time and i had a real culture shock in delhi i was like suddenly fuck, so many people everything is so big so busy i don't understand what they're saying like what am i doing here it was so funny to revisit that place where i had a culture shock and now i don't find it i don't find it so crowded anymore i understand what people are saying i don't find it so scary anymore in any way but it's still interesting and usually i always come by day and this time i came at night or like in the evening not at night in the evening and that was also interesting the place again has a different vibe and yeah, it's just I love this culture of everything getting repaired, which is really absent in Switzerland. So whenever something is most of the time you buy something new or they tell you like no it would cost more to repair it than it would cost to to buy a new one. And always I feel like this is so wrong. <laughs> so yeah, places like Nehru Place are really are just amazing, like how and another small thing which i want to share is like delhi is not really a pedestrian friendly city at all so it's like you most of the time you go from a to b in a rickshaw in the metro in with an uber and the places in between you never really go you don't really walk because the whole uh, trottoir or like roadside places to walk are not really maintained well most of the time there are no ways there's like it's not easy to walk as a pedestrian from A to B or if it is, it's not fun because you always, yeah, you're like, you don't have a good status. Like you have to go away from cars, you have to walk on the trees which are not cut and uh, yeah, like pathways which are falling apart. And But still, as a Swiss person, I always miss walking because I'm so used to walk and, and I like to walk around and explore places to walking and... Not only, like, here in some designated areas, which are market areas, or here you can walk, or here is a park, but or here you can shop and walk around, but, like, from A to B, or well, because I do that a lot in my city, and here, whenever friends ask me here, do you want to walk, I'm always so excited, like, uh... A few weeks ago one of my friends and she's interestingly a very middle-class friend she was like you know i love walking and i never get to walk should we just walk from we were at the small event and then we wanted to go to some market and have a coffee there i was like yeah for sure so we put google maps and we walked our way and it was nice and mostly people who are walking or who are on the road there are kind of lower class or like people street vendors people are working there but not really people like us so it's strange for other people to see us walking and i yeah i kind of i loved it like especially doing it with a woman because usually whenever i can do some of these more things which give me a little bit of a feeling of freedom it's always with men because it's safer with men and all of that but when i get to do this with women i like it even more so yeah the walking is something i miss but when i get to do it here i'm always excited Another small incident which somehow happened a few weeks back and it just stayed in my mind. It's more like an image in my mind. But still, somehow I feel like sharing it was... Uh, I was on the bike, on the back of the bike. And always when you stop at red lights, a lot of people come for begging. Mostly kids and they try to sell things or mothers with kids. Or they do some circus kind of act and then ask for money. And there's always a lot going on. And this time a very old man came like with, with like a very you get wrinkled face and like you can see he was probably outside a lot in his life and there are not many old people begging i feel in india or i rarely see it and uh he came and when he came here like i of course gave him money and my friend talked to him and he had this very old looking silver ring on his arm and uh, my friend touched it and like was looking at it and yeah you can see that it's like very it's very used like it's this guy has le- like his life has left its traces on yeah on this silver thing he has probably worn it half a life already and uh, it's also interesting here how people touch each other in a stra- although it doesn't fit with the culture at all of untouchability and and cost and all of it still i feel people touch each other way more in different ways like a lot of my friends just touch random kids you know, like touch them in the, on the cheek or pat them on the head or or also friends in between like when you're choking and all friends hit, hit each other a lot more than in Switzerland. There's a lot more touching going on and also here like when my friend touched that ring I, I felt it like from my Swiss understanding it's still I'm like, yeah. We are also touchy but we're touchy with people we know, people we don't know, not really, the strangers but here somehow that's more of a thing although it doesn't fit. I haven't understood it completely yet but just an observation but anyway we met that man saw that silver ring on his arm and when we were in Rajasthan and stopped in some city like some really small city for a chai there was uh, a store which sold which was selling silver things and I saw a very similar ring there and that guy had told us that he's originally from Rajasthan and yeah they're like this small connection of which reminded me of that beggar and that old man it was so interesting so kind of yeah you feel like yeah maybe he has been from a town just like the one we are stopping and somehow his life led him to Delhi like how yeah and this ring is still the thing which he has from there like yeah how lives take place it's just always fascinating again Yeah, then again I have to talk a little bit about the topic search and uh, I really have to say I put it on ice for like a week or something after the accident because I felt like I have to take a little bit care of myself and do myself something good and all of this. (laughs) And uh, yeah, but still like I, I haven't finalized the topic and I know that I won't finalize the topic a while like before I leave this place. I have made my peace with it by now. But maybe that trip was also more about like thinking like going back to living in India, getting a feel back of the context I'm living in, thinking like yeah thinking Indian in a way, like all of that and and then looking for the topic, and again, so many things yeah struck me as being interesting and think so i definitely feel like more close again to the field in which i'm looking for a topic and i feel like my notebook i'm always carrying around my notebook where i write in whenever people recommend me movies or i learn new hindi words or whatever it is i always write it in the same book and that is full like has pages of small little things which i found interesting for example when i read out like uh, interesting relationships between, like, so, like, house, like the man or the woman of the house and the mates. The barriers, like, how they treat each other, how lives are overlapping, but still, there are barriers. Life, uh, health consciousness in India is interesting. So many people with diabetes, so many sweet things. The perception of exercise is also so different, and of the body in general is different. The whole thing about how sh- lives are so much shaped by, uh, yeah, by responsibilities towards parents, towards the family, um, the perception of the West is interesting, privacy. There there would be so many small topics and uh, yeah, it's so full of topics. How should I decide for one? How should I find one? It's like, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but at least like I feel like not anymore like, oh God, I don't have any topic, but I feel like, oh, there's so many interesting things. I just need to finalize and form one. And, for example, another one which I came across, which I liked, is a uh, Minder. So, Minder is a dating app. It's like Tinder, but for Muslims, that's why Minder. And it has very interesting parameters. So, it also exists outside of India, but now it came to India. And, uh, for example, you can put in, like, how religious are you as a Muslim? When do you plan to marry? What kind of a, yeah Islamic sect do you follow? And it has so many parameters, which seem interesting to me. Also, like I read a few articles about it the way and I mean like blog posts and all. And the way people talk on on these dating apps is very at least in India, very Urdu and very yeah, also very Islamic in many ways. Like the whole flirting has a very different touch and what people expect out of it. I think there's also sort of so much ambiguity, like so how this works that could be a really interesting topic. I'm still looking to find someone who uses it and I found some people but they are not in Delhi so I'm still looking on but there are so many topics I feel like yeah I I have to do more research or read more about them now before I go on and uh, there is one topic which I find very interesting or there's and I think it's probably the hardest topic to put in words that's why I'm uh, struggling so much but I'll still try so the chair I'm working for in my university works with ethics among other things and so that's why I knew from the from the beginning on that my topic whatever I will choose for my PhD topic has to do something with ethics and uh or be must be looked at through a moral or ethical lens and uh, more and more I'm thinking that actually morality itself is such an interesting thing in India. It ke- yeah, it keeps coming up somehow in so many ways. Because I feel like to live in India, you, you have to navigate your life is morally so different from everything I've learned in the West. Like, for example, when I had the accident... Like a lot of people told me, don't tell your parents, don't tell your parents. And of course, I told my parents and of course, I (laughs) even podcast about it. Uh, But it was interesting for me because people here there's so much hiding of things or twisting of the truth. And more and more, I start to understand why you have to do it. Or it's not that unmoral if you do that. Like for us, it's like lying is bad and hiding things is bad but here it's a lot more accepted because everyone seems to do it or a lot of times when there are problems and i say "Yeah, but why don't you just talk why don't you just talk with your parents about this people say like no no no, forget it i can't i can't it's impossible and it's so different ways of solving problems solving moral issues uh and of course there are different people again who do things differently but there are just some observations with friends and uh In many ways, it's also a certain comportamentalization of life. So for example, with their parents, a lot of my Indian friends are very different people. People who don't drink, who definitely don't have boyfriends or girlfriends, who don't eat meat, who don't do many things, who have completely different opinions and things. And when they are with their girlfriends or boyfriends, they're different. When they are with their friends, they're different. At work, they're different. And I think, of course, also in Europe, people are different in different places that's normal but not as strictly compartmentalized as here because still i feel that somewhere we believe we should be the same person everywhere like there should be some kind of coherence and i feel here this is not so much it's not so much a must as it is for us many things for example what I talked about last time with the whole performance essence thing or when someone tells me you're my daughter for now it's kind of it's not like for us again it would be but that's not true but that's too much that's a number too big but here it's like it's true in this moment and that's kind of enough a lot of things yeah there's so much more ambivalence or things are so much more fluid it seems to me because they don't have to be coherent all the time Your whole moral behavior is more fluent in many ways. And also, you start to understand why people hide things. Because again, for example, when a family buys a car, the whole family has opinions and pitches into that decision of buying a car, which we are just not used to. And if whatever thing I want to talk about, the whole family has to discuss it. Okay, I think I would also start to hide things. It's just what I'm realizing is like the way yeah, morality or moral issues are navigated. The kind of morals you have to have to survive in this society is very different. That's like when I said, like, a yes is not always a yes, a no is not always a no. Everything is so much more fluid, but that has to be here in that society. And I feel it would really be interesting to look at the morals you need to survive here because so in a way, my own moral way of thinking about things is challenged all the time because I feel like mine, of course, you think that whatever you grew up with, what is right and wrong, this is just how the world works. But then when you go to another place and realize these people have completely different morals, so and maybe it's not just right and wrong, maybe it's fluid and maybe it can be right now, but maybe it's not right anymore in this other context or when this and this is like this. And it makes me challenge my own, probably very christian or whatever it is shaped by very christianly shaped moral way of thinking like in which things are a lot more black and white why here things are a lot more gray and i feel in a way if i find a context to look at morality like really the way people navigate yeah people are moral or navigate lives that would be super interesting or that would be something i could read about for a longer time because it has, like, it challenges me and it has something, yeah, it has, it's universally interesting. Like, there are people have to morally navigate things in every culture, but these are all just claims and theories of of someone who is just approaching the topic and hasn't really talked or done anything with the topic yet, but, yeah, that's one thing. But I also feel like, so now I've been in the field for six weeks, I've been... Getting so much input, meeting so much people, talking to so many people. Maybe now it's also time to go back home and start reading again and see what other people already read or concluded or what theories they made of things I'm interested in. And then, yeah, read that, formulate my own questions or see where there are holes, what have people not talked about. And then maybe go back and look again into things. And probably that's also why it's not possible or I wasn't able to finalize my topic in just one visit because it has to be this interchange between books and academic writing and the field and this going in and out. Because again, I also feel like once I go home, like, then always when I see my culture again, I again realize more things which are different in India or work different and why they work different than and also when I'm here. So you always learn about the other culture when you are in your own culture. When you're in one, you definitely learn about the other. So I'm also interested what this shift again will yeah, will do to me. So yeah, let's see. The topic search goes on. <coughs>